Welcome to the blackout where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things and it's great to have Max back in the podcast. Change person, change name, change everything and a father. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. This is this is great. It's great to be back. First off, like how is fatherhood though? That's like I love it. Love it. I don't now that I've experienced it, I don't think I could ever go back. I I, I don't know what life was basically without it. It's uh, it's been nothing short of a blessing, and an eye-opening experience for sure. Mm. Very eye-opening. Um, mainly because I got, I got, I feel like a, a lot of my, and, I, and not that I need to go into too much detail, but my family went, um, and sh- really shown their true colors, in positive and negative ways, over the course of it. So it was like. I, I just really get to see who who wanted to be there for the right reasons, mm. and and therefore I really get to become who I wanted to become as a not only a father but now an extended member of my family because I feel like that's just how things transpired. Mm. And it was weird, but I'll, I I wouldn't change anything that I did over the last year because he's 13 months now. Uh, on the on the 22nd, he was 13 months, and. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's been eye-opening, and I and I definitely wouldn't change anything in the process. Okay, so be like, if it's thirteen months, you kind of had your son right smack in COVID. How yeah. did that affect the whole thing? That was, um, I, I I wouldn't call it a nightmare. It was just a lot more difficult to manage because I believe Omicron. Mm. I think that's the variant that was going around at that time that had the hospitals basically on lockdown other than those that were in there. So we were told that we were given uh, three support people, but they all they couldn't come in at the same time. They had to come in at separate times. We ended up having only two because it was just easier just to not have too many people coming in and out. But, uh, I mean... Entering parenthood while navigating COVID was something that I don't think anybody's really prepared for. Mm. It's it's challenging, but I mean, it's like you have to look out for not only your kid now, but you're protecting them from things that you don't even know how to protect them from. Because mm. it's like you're just you're taking absolutely every precaution to make sure that they're safe. And we ended up doing, uh, we, we decided very early on that uh, the first six months we weren't going to see anybody. We weren't going to visit anybody, have any visitors. It was just easier that way so that he can build an immune system. Right. And just, and, and we, get, we also just get that time that we'll never get back, you know, like that we would never get back if we didn't spend it directly with him. So I took off 10 weeks from work on uh, parental leave, got to enjoy that, which Man, was fantastic. Man, it's nice to live in Canada, hey? Right? <laughs> right? Oh, it was fantastic. And I just, like, I I truly got to appreciate him. Like, mm. and, and not that he's doing anything for the first six months, but just 
witnessing that part of life. Like mm. you don't you don't really understand how to be a parent until you're a parent yourself and you don't really understand what it entails, what what things really happen, but like the the emotions, the feelings that go on with mm -hmm. it go along with it. Um but it's just it was the best for lack of better it was the best and the worst time that I think over the last year it was it was very very weird time mm. for COVID for having a kid and the whole support system thing but yeah. so one of the things that uh, I mean stood to stood out to, apart, apart from your music you know and your like your your lyrics are insane but apart from all that was <laughs> how you care for other artists because, you know, you do things like having people come to perform right in front of the library, things like that. Right. But one of the things that also stood out was when one of the artists that performed there died by suicide and, like, your reaction to that. Yeah, that was, that was different. That was, uh, that was Connor Moore mm -hmm. for the people that don't know. Um, when I was doing that, it was Scotian Street Series. Yeah. I still plan on doing it, but I just have taken a very big step back from it just because I have, as we just spoke, there's a, there's a lot of other big things going on in my life that take precedent and take priority. But um, allowing other artists to become part of that was something that I, I didn't initially want to do because I wanted to take it as an opportunity for to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. But then he showed interest more than anybody probably more interest than I was to the to the whole thing but he was like super stoked for it and he's like can I be a part of it like I'll what like I won't step on your feet but like can I be a part of it I'm like yeah next week when we do it I'll we'll do some promo and whatever and we did a little, he shot like a promo video of him saying but like how his style what he does why he does what he does mm -hmm. and I did the same thing and I just edited the video, put it out as promo, and then we stopped at the location like a few days before saying, be sure to come out here. And it was it was cool because like I didn't expect anybody to show support like that. And it was it was a whole different uh, appreciation that mm -hmm. I found for it. And then so that was in I believe either the spring or late winter even because I was performing in the cold mm. that was wild um, I was performing in the cold and I just uh, he showed his interest I did a few and then I stopped for I think I don't know if it was the summer or whatever the case was but I stopped and then Nova Scotia Music Week happened that year I was performing he didn't have a showcase through Music Nova Scotia but they ended up putting on a show in Truro during the event. So I checked that out. He was performing, and that was the last time I saw him perform. And then we heard Christmas Day that he that he passed, and it was like, it just, it, none of it made sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, and it's funny you say suicide, because, like, I I personally didn't look into it. Mm. Because I I didn't, I didn't want to look, I didn't, I didn't want to know the full extent of what he did, why he did it, mm -hmm. kind of deal, and it's just because it was it was a guy that I I saw a lot of promise in. He like he that previous year he released his first I think his per, first album, 
uh, Dear World, This Is Me. And it was a dedicated album to who he was and where he's from, like like Dartmouth and the the smokestacks that are over there and mm -hmm. everything. Like every it it's, it was it was a very much what's the word I'm looking for concise project. Like it it very it, it was very much well put together. Mm -hmm. The the songs made sense. The the concept made sense and. To just hear that he passed was just like, I mean, I've had, since then, I've had quite a few tragedies in my life, but uh, it's just, it was just, that, that was a big shock to me because I didn't, I, it was never expected. You, mm -hmm. that, that was something that I would have never anticipated and I felt compelled to, to, to say something about it and I felt like I owed this guy some some kind of story, and I like I, I connected with him on a different level than I connect with other artists in the city. And I did the when I was doing my Epidemic Mondays back when I was Epidemic, mm -hmm. um, I did the song No Role Models by J Cole. I used that instrumental and did my own version of a, like a tribute to him. We just shot a video for it and. Uh, yeah, it was. It was one of the first times I got to actually show my appreciation for somebody. But it was one of those. It, it's always the giving flowers right. after, which I've never been a fan of doing. But like, that was a that was a tragedy in the sense of not seeing it. There was no way we could see it coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've I've definitely since then I've I've gone through a few other things because I mean. That following year, I lost my best friend to a, a firefighting accident, and that rocked my world for sure. But, like, music has always come around to kind of save me, mm. I think, because it's, it's either I have to tell a story, or I have to reflect, or I have to use it as a way to cope and get through it. Because mm. otherwise, I'd, I, I would have been one of the most lost. I don't even know if I... For lack, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if I'd be here right now if I didn't have the music to get through it. Wow. And and not that I'm suicidal by any means. I understand. But like, it's just that music has a power that that I can't describe. That it just allows me to get through things, put emotion into that I can't do any other way. You know, it's like I mean, apart from like you actually have music written on your skin. But there is, <laughs> it's true. Uh, there, there is this whole thing about your music that has always just resonated with me from years ago. And like one of, one of, I think, I mean, I, I have so many of your songs I love, but one of the ones that still grabs to me and I think kind of like talks a bit about you in a way is Ego Trip. Yep. And it's like, I mean, the instrumental is beautiful. The lyric is great. I hate that the song is that short, though. <laughs> it, it, it's always the short songs. And the funny, you, funny. I don't mean to cut you off, but the funny thing you say about that, I feel like that was one of more of the songs that I I slept on myself. Like I didn't I didn't anticipate it turning out the way that I did because all the other tracks on that project were of the opposite light. Basically, mm. they were they were the more positive side of things. But Ego Trip was more like 
the the reality check of of everything mm. and you're right I, I i wish it could have been longer but at the same time it allows you it it either makes you listen again oh my god are you kidding me like i have it on repeat i play it pretty much every week on my radio show but i gotta <laughs> I, I like i've never asked you why did you write that song so like i'm asking you now why did you write um, that song well ego trip was always about like i i Basically, not growing up in the industry, but I've been in the industry for over half, it feels like over half my life now. And I've seen a lot of artists come through and and put ego above concept, above priorities as far as like why you're doing what you're doing mm. instead of just fo- like making the art be the focal point you're putting your ego and when it comes to shows people feel like they need to be a part of shows if they're not they're wondering why or they're or they're willing to blame or whatever the case was and it was like I don't want to I feel like I need to shed some kind of light on this like you ever had an ego trip it's like it's it's literally you catch yourself that you didn't think you'd ever go down the rabbit hole of, well, why, why, why did this guy get this show? Like, I know, mm. I know I'm better than that guy. <laughs> and I've had those moments and, and it's like, I don't, I don't like to admit it, but I mean, I'm human. I, I, I've, I've had times where, where I thought that I deserved opportunities more than other people. And growing up over the last, even over the last, like, since that project came out, which was 20, 2019 2018 19 um so like three years like i've adapted a whole different kind of way of living and a level of appreciation that you mentioned earlier it's just i i don't i don't see ego as a way of anything beneficial to me anymore like i i see people for and that's and not that i need to put my podcast in anything (laughs) because this is we're on your podcast but like that's what i like talking to people about even just in normal conversation bumping into somebody it's like i want to know somebody for who they are i don't mm. like your craft your craft can speak for itself but who you are away from the craft i think speaks volumes to to how i would interact with you from here on out mm. and you carry yourself very well you're very inviting and i mean like with this podcast like we did this 3 years ago and you're willing to have me on again as a different moniker, a different alias. But it's like, it's great to finally appreciate people for their actions in being selfless more than selfish. Mm. There's times to be selfish, there's times to be selfless. And, I, and I've started to adapt that in my own ways, well, in my own lifestyle. Okay, let's talk about the name change. <laughs> let's talk about the name change. Because, yes. you know, you've had this name that... You've done a lot of things. Like, okay, so my whole thing is, you know, especially on the internet, you know, people kind of know what they are searching for, who they are searching for. And you've built this cachet, this body of work with this name that, you know, stands out. You have albums, you have EPs, you worked with, like, uh, that Blessed song is still my jam. It's, it's... It pops up every now and again for me, too. It's, exactly. It's, so, you know, you build all these things and you're like, okay, no, I'm going to, like, change it. What, what's the story there? Um, so I went 
essentially how the journey went from my music journey. I was Epidemic, the full word, E-P-I-D-E-M-I-C, because I, I wanted to affect a lot of people with my music. I knew Epidemic was something that affected a lot of people, and I was like, great, that's that's what I want to em, em, employ into my music, and like that's great. And then I just started searching up on Google, and it's like you search Epidemic, and like my name wouldn't pop up, and and that's not to say that it wouldn't eventually, but like there's so many results that pop up for that. Mm -hmm. And I started looking around for ways of going about it and I thought about whole different name changes like what I did now, but I found uh, when Jordan Croucher changed to JRDN, I was like, I was trying to take that in. I was like, what did he do? All he did was take out the vowels. And I was <laughs> like, well, I can't take out the first vowel because then the name won't make sense, but mm. I took out the vowels of the rest of them. I was like EPDMC, and I was like, and I searched it, and I was like, there's nobody there. There's no artist that I know of. And I was like, that's great. So let's let's go with that. But then, so then COVID hit, mm -hmm. and like although I had that body of work under Epidemic, I I COVID really allowed me to step back, reevaluate who I wanted to be, what kind of artist I wanted to be, mm. and the music, the genre, the style that I was growing into now. Because Epidemic was the rapper, the, the rap artist, the hip-hop artist. But I, was, I, I felt like I was backed into that category so much that I couldn't, that, that dabbling in anything else other than that was not necessarily looked down upon, but it was more like, well, aren't you a rapper? Why, what are you doing this for? Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't want to feel like I had to justify it anymore. And the reevaluation process developed into finding another alias because I wanted to have an alias that was more open to different genres, different styles of music that wasn't, that was an artist as a whole, not mm. a rapper. And that's, that's essentially what I wanted to stay away from was being labeled as just a rapper yeah. because that's great, but like I'm more than a rapper. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my style has changed enough that like I appreciate it now that like I call myself an artist, but like the genres I use are pop music, R&B. I still use hip hop as like an influence of, of my style and my my um, cadences and all that stuff, but like, Mark was like, I got the, I, I, I wanted to stay away from an alias that wasn't me. Mm. Because Epidemic is, was me to an extent, but it was like, I didn't want to have to explain myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Because Epidemic was always like, why, and I was being announced at shows as EPDMC, and I was like, it's epidemic, but whatever. <laughs> and I just got tired of, of feeling the need to explain myself every time or, or reintroduce myself as what I'm supposed to be called. Mm. Whereas marked is literally my first name and my middle initial. But I, I used it as a way of like, I honestly don't know how I came up with it. It, it was I, I was trying to keep who I was as the focal point mm -hmm. because using my first name was something that was 
because my first name isn't exactly the most bright of names, you know? It's four, four letters, it's Mark. And I was like, I gotta be able to use someone, because I tried to use my first name and my last name. I looked, that on, looked up that on like Spotify and Apple Music. I was like, there's so many people under that name. Mm -hmm. It's such a common name. Not to mention, throwback to when I was like in elementary school, I met two firefighters, two different firefighters <laughs> that had the exact same government <laughs> name as me. It was crazy. But, uh, so I was like, I need something. And I was like, I wasn't even thinking as the, the, the D being my middle initial. It was more like just finding something that worked. Mm. And I said marked. And I was like, but what if I took out the E from the word and made an apostrophe? Because that would stand out. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's run with that. Because I feel like it suited me. But at the same time, it was like, it was an artist's name. But it was also who I was. And although people, it's easier, much easier to explain. And the only problem I've come across as of right now is searching my name on like Apple Music. Because you search marked with the apostrophe D on Apple Music and it's one of the toughest things to find unless you know the <laughs> song name that you're looking for. Mm. But other than that, searching it on Spotify, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like the search, the search bar works perfectly for Spotify, but Apple Music is a little bit troublesome, but... Yeah. But I mean, it, it just, it was an artist's name. It was, it was who I was now. I was a... Be, I was becoming somebody that I felt like longevity truly was the focal point, building that artist's name and building that brand, because now I could build a brand around around that and I've just started to incorporate different uh, items and elements to to what I want to have as something come back to the parenthood to, to potentially pass down to my kids like that could could inspire them to do whatever they want to do not that they have to do music but like, like it, it'd be cool if if I could just at least build something for them so that they're not so they can they can either do it if they want to or or whatever, but, mm. but yeah, it was a it was a much needed step, though I yeah. think, and and the blessing that COVID was was it allowed me to have so much time to myself mm. and and really think about it and what I needed to do next because nobody was releasing music really and nobody was performing, so it was like it was a perfect time to reassess, reevaluate, and truly take the steps needed to to do that. So mm. wow. Love the name. Um, what projects are you, co like, I guess, what's the next projects we marked? Um, I'm working on, still working on singles. I wanted, my, my ideal plan would be to release an album next year. But I, being 2023, considering it's December 31st, which it, <laughs> it feels like it's like April 2nd out there. Right, because of the, like, the weather is weird. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't like to put that, I, 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 I believe in manifesting, but I don't want to set a limit on, like, give myself disappointment if I don't put out an album next year. Because I feel like I've done that in the past. And it's like, I'm dropping an album this year, and then I still have yet to release an album. I You did say I released uh, EPs, albums, singles, and whatnot, but no official albums yet. Party, party. Um, no party on the podcast. No, that that's my podcast though. Shout out the podcast. Party on the podcast, um, but like the, the it one, was party the, on a Sunday. Yeah, party on a Sunday. It was eight tracks, but I called it an EP. What? 
I'll consider it a mixtape more than anything. Okay, mixtape. Yeah, because like, I mean, I've it seen was albums. A, it was an album. It yeah. was an album, but <laughs> I didn't call it an album. I've seen albums that are like five songs. I'm like, what the yeah, hell? This was like a eight, eight I to think, ten track. Yeah, I think it was more than eight. Yeah, yeah, I freaking love that. But it was, it was, that was, that, that, was pro, a, that project. It was, it was a great step forward for me because mm -hmm. I, I put on my own show at the Carlton for it. I mean, it was it was, it was just eye-opening for me because I got to do everything that encompassed an album release, but I did it myself. Mm. So it, it exposed me to promotion, marketing, planning, event, event planning, um, show booking, dealing with promoters, dealing with booking agents and venues and stuff like that and it was like it it gave me a first glance of dealing with this stuff as a solo artist as an mm. independent artist because it was something that i never truly experienced because i've always just relied on other booking agents or people that are putting on shows to either approach Invite me or you. i approach yeah. them saying i see you're doing this show do you mind if i come through or do you is it cool if, if i do a set or whatever mm. But this was like my show. I'm putting it on. It's my release party. I booked it. I I did everything leading up to it, and it was just it was just cool to see that experience. And I feel like coming into 2023, especially with my lack of shows since COVID, mm -hmm. um, putting on more shows. But I'm looking to do more intimate shows where my my style has changed my mm. my genre is very more much more focused around the whole r&b pop side of things so i can slow it down and i can create an environment that doesn't need 50 to 100 people and and loud music at that mm. but it can have like a a, a small like cafe it's style stuff, like yeah. 20 to 30 people max and it's like even that's plenty for for what i'm looking for because it's just too invite people in and like this is this is a style that i want to approach and this is how i'm going to introduce it and put on these shows to start just making the waves mm. so that's the plan for 2023 um singles right now hoping for an album by 2024 though okay I, 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 that that's what I, I feel much more confident in saying 2024 because okay. it allows me to what I did over this past year was build a catalog because mm -hmm. I was doing a song a month for like seven months. Mm. And I was like, this is, that what, was I, insane, actually. This is what I needed <laughs> to just build a catalog. But it was terribly stressful. Yes, it was insane. It was like I was doing one and then I was like, <laughs> I, I have another, I have less than a month to promote yeah. this next one. I was like, yeah. So I'm basically just putting out music to put out music just to keep the catalog building. Yeah. Which is fantastic to have a, a way of doing it. But once I once I hit a, a, a roadblock of either production or mixing or funds, mm -hmm. it was like, let's take that as a sign to step back and and focus on making the next release promoted properly, marketed properly, mm. done well, done right. Not that they weren't done well, but mm -hmm. the appropriate time that it takes to put a single together and and not force it for a certain date yep let it dictate like the, let the the process of the recording and everything dictate the date mm. so and the way that social media nowadays especially with like tiktok 
promoting songs that way is so much easier because teasers are what everybody wants and inclusion is what they want to have as a as a possibility too so it's like i can throw ideas out here saying should i do this should i do that and it's just interactive so mm-hmm. yeah that's 2023 for it's me it's always great talking to you and i'm gonna let always. you go because i know homeboy is waiting for you <laughs> oh, he might just be waking up he went down for a nap at at, at noon yeah, so, yeah yeah i know so i'm gonna let you go with this question though um you know fatherhood you're working on this project you have all these things <clears throat> how how are you balancing it all support system at home hmm. i think my wife because i got married on december 16th congrats thank you uh she's yes 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 you did you put the thing <laughs> up and you're like yes it's true it was you were like i'm just we did it you we were, did it very yeah you always do things like exactly you always do things but it like was, it's like it's funny because i've had my hand up this whole time too. yeah I was like, i know but i mean you, that could have been an engagement ring no 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 i i remember because i saw the post and you, you always do this like It's it's something huge where you kind of like nonchalant. Just, yeah, it's yeah. like it's freaking big. It's like uh, it's, you know. I just well, not that we need to dive into it, but it's like I I just I like I like the moments to be personal moments and right. like announcing them is great to to let people know, but like I I don't need to make them a big deal for them mm. to be a big deal to me. Like they're they're a big deal to the people that I had there that day. You know, mm. like we went to the courthouse. We didn't do a big wedding. We mm. didn't We we were going to we were going to plan for a big wedding in August, but it was like we we went over all our finances, we went over our our plans, what we were really looking forward to in the day, and it was like you know what, let's just do this for us, mm. and that was the best decision, and I like I feel so much better about it, and yeah. So what was your question? Support system. Support. Oh, being able to go home, mm. decompress. I mean, I have my son. I I I can lose all my stress just by seeing his face, seeing his smiles, hearing his laugh. It just completely separates me from the real world. Mm. And everything that goes into the music or work or whatever else is going on in my life. Mm. My son, my wife, it's just a way of Like I just feel so much more, like just solace and just zenning out at home now. Mm. Not that I, like, and we need a uh, having a baby kind of ruins a lot of the space because you don't have a lot of space in the house anymore, but in the apartment. But just being able to have them as, and they don't even have to do anything special. Mm. Just mm. be there, and. They and I never ask anything, of, obviously, of him. But I don't ask anything of her. She supports without me asking. Mm. And having that system in place without expectation, mm. I think, allows me to thrive and build and and want to do it more, but do it on my own terms, do it at my own pace, mm. not have the pressure of wondering what's next or where's it gonna, when's this gonna happen. I just get to do it as I please and do wow. it as I will. Will. 
Thanks so much. And Thank you. I mean, uh, you know, make sure you check out Party on a Podcast. I love, I love your podcast. I need to have you on a <laughs> podcast episode now. We need to do this exchange. Okay, well, send an invite. I'll show up. Uh, but man, Mark, thank you so much for coming in and congrats on everything. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. This has been good catching up. It's been long overdue. Sweet. Very Glad long overdue. <laughs>